This past week was Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. Uh, it's the time leading up to Easter. And traditionally, it's kind of a period of growth, lament, mourning, uh, reflection, awareness. It represents the 40 days that Jesus was tested in the wilderness. And when Jesus was in the wilderness, his attachments to material things like food were tested. His attachments to power and control were tested. So this period is a moment to ask myself, what is my attachment to food and drink, to pleasure, to dopamine? What's my attachment like to the need for power and control in my life? And do I need to change my relationship to those things? And it's also a time to become aware of our mortality. You know, traditionally, um, on Ash Wednesday, when you have the ashes um, put on your forehead in the shape of the cross, and the pastor or the priest says, quote scripture, you are dust, and to dust you will return. Or in the language of astrophysicist Carl Sagan, you are stardust, made of the atoms and particles forged in the heart of stars billions of years ago, and to stardust you will return. The average person spends somewhere around 79 years on earth. That's 28,835 days, or 692,000 hours. And that's assuming I even make it to 79. And I'm almost halfway there already. So I've got maybe about 15,000 days left. And the reality is I'm not guaranteed another 24 more hours. Our existence in this part of reality is so brief. Ecclesiastes 1 says, Everything is like a vapor and just vanishes, here and gone. Lately, I've been feeling really nostalgic. I've just been noticing memories come up um, of movies and TV shows from the 90s and food and ex memories of experiences with family um, as a child. And I wonder if I'm feeling so nostalgic because... I want to go back to that time because it went by so fast. If I could just grasp on to those feelings again, life is going by so fast. If I could just go back to my 20s when it was a time of so much possibility in life, when it felt so young, your whole life was ahead of you, and it's all going by so fast. And this period of Lent is an honest moment to say, yeah, it does. So what am I doing with my time? What am I doing with my relationships, with my habits and behaviors and um, thought patterns? And if I only knew that I had a few years left or maybe less, how would I live my life differently? Um, and it's an invitation to begin living into those things. And that is really hard, hard work to do. But it's important to become aware of that reality that life is short. So what do I need to change to live life to the fullest? The problem, I think, is that I spend so much of my energy thinking about how I should be different. 
how much I need to change, how much is wrong with me, how much I do the things I don't want to do, how I'm not where I should be in life by this point. I'm behind. I'm not doing enough. What are all of those voices that we tell ourselves? Religion, Christianity in in particular, in my experience, has too often been uh, so much about guilt, about thinking about the things that you've done wrong and repenting of those things and changing those things. And so traditionally, Lent has kind of been a period of that, of what do you need to feel guilty for? Um, But I don't think that's a helpful or healthy starting point. I wonder if there's a better place to start. Um, A 20th century psychologist, Dr. Carl Rogers, said this, It becomes easier for me to accept myself as a decidedly imperfect person who by no means functions at all times in the way in which I would like to function. And this must, to some, seem like a very strange direction in which to move. The curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. The starting point should not guilt The starting point for change is radical self-acceptance. Minister and children's TV host Mr. Rogers said to the kids on one episode, You know, the toughest thing is to love somebody who has done something mean to you, especially when that somebody has been yourself. Have you ever done anything mean to yourself? Well, it's very important to look inside yourself and find that loving part of you. Lent is not a time to be mean to ourselves. We do that enough the rest of the year. It's a time to find that loving part of you. Accept yourself. Because when we're not in a state of acceptance, we're either, I think, in a state of denial or indifference. And either one of those states does not allow us to be honest about who we are, about where we are. And only when we can be honest and fully accept ourselves can we be honest about what we're able to change and what we should change. Brene Brown says that any meaningful, long-lasting change will not happen without radical self-acceptance. Then I think I just lashed out yesterday. I yelled. I overreacted. I did the thing that I hate again. How am I supposed to love myself, accept myself? It feels like loving my enemy. But I believe that the loving part of you, deep down, that part of you that is able to show love, to feel compassion for others, to see someone in pain and want to do something to stop it, that loving part of you is where God is. God sees you and loves you, accepts you as you are in this moment. I love the stories of Jesus where he hangs out with tax collectors and the people who cheat and oppress others and and all these people that the religious said that those people have so far to go before they're worthy of grace. They have so much to change. And Jesus bypassed all of that. He met them where they were. He accepted them. He loved them. And as a result of that acceptance, then change happened. 
And it started with acceptance, not with a message of you're not good enough. One of my favorite music artists is Lizzo, and I have so much respect for her. And she's very outspoken about this topic of self-acceptance and how she deals with so many racist and fat-phobic comments from people. She said this, I don't think that loving yourself is a choice. I think that it's a decision that has to be made for survival. It was in my case. Loving myself was the result of answering two things. Do you want to live? Because this is who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Or are you going to just have a life of emptiness, of self-hatred and self-loathing? And I chose to live, so I had to accept myself. So accepting yourself, I think, is not just about remorse or being honest about the things we need to change or the things we don't like about ourselves. It's about accepting also the positive parts of yourself, the things you do well, the things that make you unique. My mentor, um, Reverend Greg Turk of All Pilgrims Christian Church in uh, Capitol Hill, he has a lot of experience in high-level business consulting and working with people um, to kind of get them um, out of the rut and, and moving towards change. And he gave me a journal because um, I was honest with him about how hard it is for me to celebrate myself. So when I graduated seminary last year, I didn't want to have a party. I didn't want it to be a big deal. Uh, and while to some that may come across as humility, really, for, somewhere deep down, it's, it's, I didn't want to celebrate myself for some reason. And so Greg got me a journal. And in that journal, he said to only write things that you like and love about yourself or things that people have told you about yourself that are positive and good and loving and to not share that journal with anyone else so that way I'm fully honest about it. Um, he gave me that journal June of 2022. My first entry in that journal was today, February 24th, 2023, eight months later. It's been sitting on my desk. I kept it on my desk so that I would actually write in it. It's taken me eight months to start to write positive things about myself. Accepting yourself isn't just about being honest about what you want to change. It's being honest about what you do well, about what makes you unique, about what makes you special, about the great things that you do, and sometimes about the small, tiny little accomplishments that you do each day. To celebrate those things. So this Lent is not just about remorse or guilt. No, that's not how change happens. And I lament the ways that religion and Christianity has used guilt to change people. It doesn't work well. It leads to abuse, to trauma. Uh, so I want to suggest uh, a new way to, <laughs> to change. Uh, I think that is more deeply rooted in the way of Christ. 
the idea that God accepts you and loves you right here, just as you are. So how can you accept yourself today? How can you be honest about um, the parts of you that are really good and wonderful? How can you be honest about the parts of you that need some compassion? And what can you do to offer that part of yourself some compassion and kindness? It's hard. I'm working on it every day. But it matters and it's important. And I can do it and so can you. And uh, we can help each other do it. So may this week be full of opportunities for growth and change that begin with loving and accepting yourself as you are. Have a great week.